0: Welcome to Talk Bridal to Me. I'm your host, Anna Muma, a pro makeup artist in the Pacific Northwest, and I am here to bring you guests that lay, slay, and relay. They lay the groundwork for their clients, they do their job well, and they tell you how to get the most of your bridal experience. If you're a bride and not quite sure where to start or what to do, or just need a little boost in your wedding planning, this is the podcast for you. Welcome. Let's get started. Well, welcome, everybody. I am here with Susanna Brogan. She is one of my favorite vendors in the bridal space because every time I get to work with her on a wedding, I always know it's going to be really fun, really relaxed, and she comes just in her flowy pants and her Birkenstocks, (laughs) and you know that she's just going to make this Really nice and really easy process for her brides.
1: Maybe I should include that in my brand more: flowy pants and Birkenstocks. I know, because <laughs> I'm literally wearing Birkenstocks, and it's like forty degrees. Outside.
0: You showed up with your Birkenstocks, and I was like, "Aha, <laughs> she has her mo." Yep. But I want to talk with you today because you do a really good job with your clients about just crafting a really meaningful moment with them. And I know that you do this with all your clients. And I've worked with some of your gals in the past, and they always come to me and they're like, we love her. She's so good. And the way you make people feel is special. Hmm. And so I want to talk with you more about that today.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited.
0: Yay. First, I would love to hear what made you interested in photography in the first place?
1: So, I mean, I could... (laughs) It's like, how far back do we want to go? Because I actually, it was last year, I got a text from my aunt and it was like a cell phone picture of a picture of me as like a toddler in like, you know, the like 90s puffy floral pants, like half naked, leaned up to like a super old camcorder. So like, I feel like I've had an interest for a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, we're not going to talk about from when. Okay, so I was (laughs) taking photos with, like, film cameras. Go to your 20s. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward a little bit. (laughs) But I would say, so um, I got my first DSLR camera when I was um, 19. I bought it from my church. Oh, my gosh. And – I used it on a mission trip, and then after that, I just kind of dabbled in all of it, and Mm -hmm. most of it was friends, you know, friends um, graduating high school and then college after that, Um, but, like, as far as, like, my story of actually, like, breaking into the bridal industry or the wedding industry, um, that started in 2017 when I got married, Okay, and that, um was a whole thing too with, uh, I started, I kind of was looking at a, a friend of mine who, um, who was actually a wedding photographer in Indiana oh, okay. and actually, gosh, she wasn't a friend. She was my cousin, my husband's cousin. Okay. She's a friend too. <laughs> um, but she, uh, she shot our wedding and at, so I got engaged in 2016 And as we were planning our wedding, I also was dealing with a lot of burnout in EMS. Uh So I've I've been in EMT for like 12 years. So at that point, I was working like 80 hours plus a week, like going to school part-time, paying for my own school. So I basically came to this point right around the same time that I got married that I was just like, I can't do all this. Like, I yeah. have to take a break. So long story short, like, put a pause on school um, and got married, had a really wonderful experience with our photographer. And yeah. I laugh now because, like, she was so sweet because she's family and was yes. like, oh, well, you can just pay me what you can pay because yeah. we are just broke. And I think I paid her, like, Eighteen hundred dollars, which was a lot of money yeah. for me, but she's making like twelve grand, you know, on these super bougie, wow. glamorous weddings in Indiana. So oh my goodness, we were—I was super lucky to be in that position. Yeah. But anyway, that's kind of the the pivotal point, I think, where I was like, oh my gosh, like we're making barely making ends meet, paycheck yeah. to paycheck, yeah, working our tails off. My husband and I did the same thing. And so yeah. I was like, this is not sustainable. Oh my gosh, Aww. what are we going to do? So I was like, well, <laughs> I'm already not really charging anything, but I have this camera, I have this passion and I'm just going to start working at it and figuring it out. And I mean, so that's like the backstory of the backstory of how I was like, okay, why, you know, photography. And then, I mean, it was kind of a whole process of figuring out like what could genre of photography and, and niche of photography that I was really passionate about. And it didn't take me long. I think it maybe was a year or two yeah. before I figured out that I was like super in love with weddings wow. and couples. But yeah, that's kind of the the background <laughs> background of yes. how I kind of got into that. That's awesome. So I know that you have
0: done kind of dabbled in those different areas with photography, whether it be weddings, elopements Couples. What other kinds of photography did you do, and what ultimately landed you in the bridal space?
1: Yeah, and again, I kind of started doing it all, so I I think it's it's smart to start doing it all because you're not going to figure figure out what you Mm -hmm. really like and what you hate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think there was. Any point in time where I was like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. I think I just started realizing, like, when I was shooting with couples, I just felt super fulfilled and I was super passionate and super – I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, I did it all. I did babies. I did graduation photos. Mm -hmm. I did events. I mean, like – so, yeah, I mean, I just was saying yes to all of it. Yeah, And that's also not a very sustainable thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) I think that a lot of people – When it's appropriate when you're starting because you're just not going to be able to figure it out um, without figuring out like again like I said what you hate and what you don't like yeah um but it's not sustainable to say yes to it all either so absolutely um but yeah took about maybe a year and a half two years and I was like I'm gonna start phasing out of doing a lot of babies and a lot of grad pictures and. And maybe direct those clients to some of my good friends who are really good at that. Yes. Well, because
0: some (laughs) people really love that. They they love that. And Mm -hmm. that's what they really want to do. Yeah. And I know on your social media, you were just sharing about a photographer, videographer that recently did some work with your grandparents. Yeah. And told that story. And I didn't even know that niche Mm -hmm. existed. She's
1: totally pioneering a new niche, which is so incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah yeah it's like a loss. I could go on about that Aww. um but it really it almost like has to be like a calling where you yeah. um you know you you recognize a void or like a need that's not being met and something that's just on your heart and mm. and figure out how am I gonna meet that need for for those people absolutely and it, it takes a lot of forethought sometimes, but um yeah, absolutely.
0: And your photography is captivating because you can feel the emotions of those being photographed. And I think that's one of the things that I really love about your work is it tells a story.
1: Hmm.
0: How do you go about capturing that?
1: Um, Well, I think that it's just important to note that, like, there's no, like, cookie cutter way to go about, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, photography is so subjective, and when you're a creative, it takes a lot of thinking outside of the box, and really, com- it comes down to, like, really studying and no- getting to know the people you're serving. Yeah. So, for me, I mean, I know that's true for you, mm-hmm. because... um couples are gonna come to you wanting a variety of different looks or you know needing the education Mm -hmm. of what they want sometimes they don't know what they want yeah so basically like really getting down to the root of like okay like who are you and what's your story because Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna treat or photograph a couple who um is super like outgoing um the same way as I would, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, polarized, right? Right. So like a super outgoing couple versus a super, super introverted couple. Um, But it also comes down to like the nitty gritties of like, okay, yeah, how did you meet? Oh, that's so cool. Oh, you have that commonality or, oh my gosh, I love that because I also can, um, I don't know, understand that. And so developing that trust relationship Mm -hmm. is super important too. So, yeah, I guess I would like to summarize, like, I would say getting to know your client and their needs mm-hmm. and their story and the background of how they met. Um, and, I mean, you can take that as far as you want. Yeah. Or, you know, but ultimately not treating somebody like, I don't know, like a paycheck. Right. Is Is a good way to approach it. Yes. Because I know
0: people in relationships are very important to you. Yeah. And how you go about even gleaning that information from somebody that creates that atmosphere? How how do you get that information in the first place? Like say a couple inquires with you, do you sit down with them? Do you take them to coffee? Mm-hmm. What is kind of your process?
1: Yeah. Um I think that it starts with the how I kind of market myself. I kind mm-hmm. of want to make sure that my couple has a you know, as clear as mud understanding of kind of where I'm at and how I like to conduct things. Mm-hmm. And usually that tends to draw the kind of couples that work really well with me. Yeah. And then from there, I they usually will land on my website. <clears throat> They'll fill out my questionnaire. And um, I'm very, like, casual and candid in my, like, verbiage that I choose yes. and stuff. And so I think, again, that's just, like, one more little detail that kind of Gets them a little bit more comfortable with the mm-hmm. idea of, like, oh, I could, like, be friends with this girl or, like, she seems, like, not scary. You know, mm-hmm. because there's, like, so many unknowns when you're booking a vendor and you're, like, you don't know what you're doing. You've never planned this before. You've Absolutely. never, You know. So they land on my contact page. <clears throat> and then we just kind of start an email conversation. And yeah. I'll send them my pricing info. And sometimes um, they don't feel that they need to hop on a Zoom call. And sometimes we hop on a Zoom call. Um, and then, yeah, we go from there. But, um, yeah, I, I think that a lot of developing that trust yeah. comes from, like, the how you're communicating and marketing yourself from the get-go.
0: Absolutely. And making
1: sure that you're going to be a good fit. Um, because <laughs> just booking somebody for the sake of booking somebody is, uh, you're not doing your clients any favors. Yeah. You're not going to be able to serve them well. Yeah. And... You're, you're not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> you're just, I'm not going to be the best fit for everybody, yes. you know, and that's fine. More is not necessarily better. Right. Um. Quality, quality yeah. over quantity has like been my mantra for a while. Absolutely. For, yeah.
0: So if someone's listening to this podcast and they're wondering if you'd be a good fit for them, I know we didn't talk about this prior, but what are some of the things you look for in a client that would make them a good fit for them Mm -hmm. and for you, vice versa.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I've struggled with this idea a little bit of about like this idea of a quote unquote ideal client. And you hear that kind of terminology thrown around a lot and I get it. You know, there's a lot of us in the industry who are like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be my totally my ideal client Mm -hmm. because they can afford me or they can, you know, whatever. I don't think it has so much to do with that. Um, as much it has to do with they reached out to me and the way they're communicating to me. Like, yeah, from the get-go, when I get an inquiry from somebody, I have an idea of, like, where this client is at. It doesn't matter the genre or style of their wedding yeah. or their elopement yeah. or what they're really inquiring about. Ultimately, how they're communicating with me and what they're communicating in terms of, like, why they're attracted to my work. Mm-hmm. Because that's also telling me, like oh, they really love, I mean, sometimes it's just the edits or, yeah. but a lot of the terminology that I will hear is like, oh, they really love the in-between moments or they're really Mm. attracted to the fact that it feels unposed or not awkward. Not staged. Yeah. Because, and I think I had a gal say one time in, right in the inquiry form, like, I really love how your photos feel unposed because my husband or my fiance and I are just we just don't know how to put. Po- we are not. It's not that yeah. they didn't know how to pose. It was that because they couldn't stand the thought of being posed. You right. Know?
0: When I think we think of those awkward family pictures where you're trying to put your arm around the next person and like mm-hmm. fix your shirt and your smile and it's not genuine. I know that we've gotten photos from you a few different times, and you're my go-to person because mm-hmm. I know they're always gonna just be us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to reflect us and our personalities and my husband's silliness and mm-hmm. me cringing.
1: Like one of my favorite
0: photos is, is of me just like, because he was breathing in my ear when you were like, draw like a circle on her face with your nose or something like that. And he can't just do that. Right. He has, he has to, to make it this event and <laughs> breathe hot air into my ears. But just things like that where it's like we're creating memories and you're capturing that. And I think that's so key. Because especially when you're a part of someone's wedding day, you don't want it to be just like okay, stand here, mm-hmm. do this. Like you want to be able to capture the fluidity of that day and the motions that go along with mm-hmm. it, and you do a really good job with that. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I think that um, I really struggle with the mm-hmm. idea. I what I'm ultimately striving towards as a creative and as a photographer mm-hmm. is like true photojournalism, yeah. which ultimately means there is almost no outside. As far as like me, like um, interference with my subject, which is so incredibly difficult to do when you're in the wedding industry, yes. because most of the time your clients are looking to you for some sort of direction. And yes. I am—I will be the first to raise my hand that I hate having my photo taken, and I feel <laughs> awkward, and I am asking what to do with my hands. Yes, but ultimately, it's the moments that you're not thinking of the camera being there. Yeah. Um, some of the most meaningful moments of, like, you know, hugs between grandparents and tears mm. being shed when nobody else was looking. And, like, mm-hmm. those are the moments that, like, give me chills to think yes. about and that are framed and that are, like, yes. super significant to my yes. couples. Yes, there are going to be brides who who want some very classic <laughs> shots smiling at the camera and I don't, yeah. I call those ones like the ones for the fridge or the ones yeah. that like mom and dad and grandpa and grandma want. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think my couples typically want a little bit more of a candid, um, mm. unposed, genuine feel. Yeah, And so they understand sometimes that there's, I'm going to, I'll step in, like if you need a little bit of extra prompting but just kind of embrace the awkward and yeah. embrace the well okay i guess we're just gonna like yeah. goof off and bs and and susanna's just here yep. um and sometimes there is that phase of just like trying to forget that the camera's even there but yeah. um yeah so i guess like i i struggle again with ultimately with like the true photojournalism which is like yeah. i am just here trying to not tamper with my subject and letting them just be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like a really, there's a great area of like being that help and that support and right. offering encouragement and offering some direction without um, being, inserting myself too much.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. You're trying to be less than like, you don't want to go director or paparazzi. You want to be just like in the middle to where mm-hmm. you're directing them a little bit. But you're not hiding in the bushes.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. Trying to I take think those pictures. Too, like, d- making sure that, like we were talking about before, where we, we've developed this trust relationship and yeah. they're comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, like, I really do like to kind of, like, go out for a drink with them. Or, yeah. like, we have, like, maybe 30, 45 minutes of just talking about them and their story. and um just random stuff, whatever we have in common before I even pull out my camera Mm -hmm. so that we are kind of like, I've just kind of set the stage for like, you know, yeah, I'm going to take your engagement photos. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But we're just going to kind of hang out. And then when I show up on their wedding day, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see you. And they're not even really thinking about the fact that I've got my harness on with two cameras and it's a They're just like, Susanna's here. Yeah. So... And I love that. And I love that my clients feel that comfortable with yeah. me. Like, I, that's what I strive for.
0: Yes. Well, and I note I've noticed on the weddings that I've done with you, when you walk in, it's like, Hi, and hugs mm-hmm. and, and and sometimes it's like, How's XYZ? And they're asking about <laughs> whatever Yeah, the house or how's uh, your dog or you right. know, or things like that you that you've talked about previously, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like this cold, like Hello, shake nice hands. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, finally. <laughs> like, you've already established that relationship, mm-hmm. and they're comfortable. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's my goal.
0: Good. <laughs> well, I know that you probably have some funny stories when it comes to your job. hmm So, do you have a few that you'd like to tell us? I do. I have a few.
1: <laughs> I Pick one. <laughs> um, or two. <laughs> yeah. Any, like wedding vendor who's listening to this, who's like all, you know, going through their own head right now. Uh-huh. Like, oh my gosh, like, you, you know, there's going to be some cringeworthy moments and, and that's just a part of any job. But, um, I think appropriate ones to share today. Um, they're more cringy because I'm awkward sometimes and cringy sometimes hmm. and inhuman human do stupid stuff. Um, so let's see one time. I was shooting um a couple for their engagement photos downtown Spokane. And we were walking along. I think we'd been shooting for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes and I had them walking towards me and I was backing up and I failed to navigate a lime scooter Gosh. and tripped over it mm-hmm. and literally like was falling. I was literally falling and the groom had seen this coming and ran up and was able to grab me and keep me from falling but the funniest part of the whole part of the whole thing was like i looked at my camera and went back through the photos and you could see like through the burst of photos that i had taken like he went from like laughing with his bride you know she's just like cracking up because they're like walking downtown and whatever and he you can see him glance over at me and his eyes get like really big and then he like starts like you can't see me on the podcast. But <laughs> he like starts doing the Reaching bull. to, like, literally you can see him, like, running towards me right before, you know, I almost hit the ground. So I even sent them that photo. They thought it was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. That's um, really funny. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, another funny, almost cringy one was I was shooting a wedding and the bride and – it was during the ceremony and the bride and groom – um, like we're pronounced man and wife and they were walking back down the aisle and, um, a guest who was like somewhere like in a middle row stepped out, like everybody stood up and was clapping and she stepped out into the aisle to hug the bride. Yeah. And so, you know, they were walking and now they're stopped and we're, you know, the videographer and I are like taking photos and we're like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like, what do we do? <laughs> I think I only got like one or two photos of them just walking down to the two of them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so terrible and cringy and selfish and whatever. And I was like, at least I got one good photo. So uh, later during the reception, I went and sat down, and I was, like, having my lunch or dinner (laughs) break and, uh, I was sitting down with a gal and her mom and we just struck up a conversation. I really, I don't know why I open my mouth sometimes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, things are going really well or something, but I just couldn't believe that somebody would like step into the aisle to like hug the bride. Like that seems kind of like self, I I don't remember what I said. Right. Blacked it out. Yeah. So like later after, I went back and shot the rest of re- reception. And then it crossed my mind before I left. I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if the gal I was talking to was the gal who actually did that. And I went back through on my camera and was like, yep, that was definitely her. Did she say anything? No, not a thing. She just. Not a thing. Just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I was oh like, how embarrassing. Wow, Susanna, what a jerk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to sleep that Oh night. my gosh. I think I've been I like, even, like, oh no. I
1: did, I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> Lost a little bit of sleep over that. Uh-huh. But I shared it on social and I mean I had so many like friends, photographer friends mm-hmm. and bridal industry, people who were like, Oh my gosh, that that is so oh my gosh, so cringy. Uh, yeah. So like so like relatable and like yeah. Yes. Hashtag been there, you know. Yes. But
0: absolutely. Well, and I'm sure you see so many people and it's new faces. Right, right. That you're yeah. not sure who it was that you saw, and yeah. especially if you're getting the backside.
1: Right. Yeah, that is also true. Yeah. I also just have the memory of a goldfish sometimes. I'm just, like, in full, like, what's in front of me right now? What am I doing? What's the next thing? Paying attention to that. So that just wasn't on my radar of, Mm -hmm. like, things to pay attention to. But... And there
0: you go. Yeah. Well, what's one piece of advice you'd give to those searching for a wedding or elopement photographer?
1: Um... I could like probably tell you like what I would look for in a photographer if mm-hmm. I was getting married today. But ultimately, because again, like um, there's no cookie cutter, mm-hmm. like everybody's so different and mm-hmm. their needs are so different. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, um, I guess my biggest piece of advice would be like book somebody who you are going to like being yeah. around. like, yes. And I think that comes down to good marketing on behalf of the vendor too, which is why I really try and like communicate that well, mm-hmm. like the type of person, the type of personality that I am, what I'm like to work with mm-hmm. so that there's not as much confusion when people yeah. do reach out. But yeah, I mean, I would say, I would argue that your photographer and videographer are going to be the ones you spend the most time with yes. on your wedding day. Yep. And if you two are not on the same playing field, you're just asking for potential, you know, a hard time absolutely so I would say obviously yeah hire a professional that's like the givens right like Mm -hmm. hire somebody who knows what they're doing yes you like their editing style yes you know I mean even if you're like oh well I am a little bit more traditional I don't like so much like the candids or the blurry photos or the black and white grainy whatever that's fine but make sure that you're going to have hire somebody who's going to be in your corner on your wedding day and who's going to back you up and be your support and give you direction and give you reassurance um because yeah your your vendors are your help on absolutely well thank you thank you i
0: appreciate you doing this yeah thanks for having me so fun Thank you for joining us for another episode of Talk Bridal to Me. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe. And if you really liked it, we'd love a five-star review. I'm Anna Muma, and until next time, feel beautiful, friends.